the time, it is the right time, it's always the right time. For what? It is the time to have interrupted the music that was going on before me. It is the time to have entered now your life. It is now that we share, it is the now that we share into this voice here on Sunbridge Radio. So welcome everyone. This is a new journey that we are going to start, that we have already started. Uh, this is your host, Orpheus, and this is the program that is going to take place uh, for the time that it will take place. This is the dismemberment of Orpheus, and we have interrupted the songs. I'm really sorry for that if you were enjoying the intro by the Arcade Fire that it is about Orpheus, about me, about everyone. We are going to share the space that you have just started, that you have just activated by playing uh, the, the by playing the radio and by playing me and I was there waiting just for that and so let us start let us have the journey that will begin now with the BB King with the thrill is gone
feel is gone, then the music comes back. The music will return, and now it's my voice again here, or feels, uh, talking on the last part of the song by B.B. King, The Thrill is Gone. And yes, the thrill is gone. And I talk to all the early teachers outside that uh, have left the field of my expression, the field of the expression of all the Orpheus that are listening and they are pitying themselves, maybe because they feel like they have missed the right words to bring the thrill back. And the thrill is gone, the spell is gone. How can this thrill be forgotten, be gone? And yet it does. It has happened many times, it will happen again. It has happened in the moment that I say that it had happened. And it will be happening again in the moment that I will be keep saying that because here at the dismemberment of Orpheus, if you already are familiar with the format, we keep talking. We will never run out of words. And yet we cannot avoid being sorry that our words are not have not the effects that we hoped they had. And so at times it might turn out that the thrill is gone. The thrill is gone because we have spoken the words that we wanted, that we hoped could bring the thrill back, could bring it here again between an Orpheus and an Eurydice, and it turns out that some of the two actually realizes that the thrill is somewhere else. It's not that it's gone, it's simply not between the two, there is no sparkle. Something has to be changed, and the bodies express themselves in a different direction, in a different plane of expression, of life, in a different intensity. It's not to say that the one who is left behind has nothing to say, has just to realize that he cannot decide to say that again, there, in that space, and to find another one. And so we go backward a little bit, because here we don't care about time, or at least in the chronological sense, we just care about talking of time. B.B. King had just relieved, relieved himself from the spell, but I, as Orpheus, talk now through Arthur Brown, because I'm actually not okay with not having a spell. We have gone out of one, but we come into another one, and this time is Arthur Brown with I Put a Spell on You.
what is the spell that Arthur Brown is singing about? And we have on us, because the spell can be the spell of the voice. But surely there is a spell that goes between two bodies that love themselves, that want to stay close together, and they, they interact as much as possible. And what every word of each body is telling the other is actually a goodbye of what has just gone, but also is the spell of what both hope that the other also is wishing for the two people keeping talking together. It's not possible at times, at times it fails, it often does. Think about the idea of a community, the idea of a nation. It's not so much that there is a nation, but that there is something to talk about that will bring the nation together. And so we can think here in whatever we are listening whenever we are talking and look around if there is a somebody that we want to talk to and that somebody that someone is uh, the representative of our desire to be part of something something that we are not yet part of something that we will be part of and then we talk then we talk we, we will never run out of words we will always have some desire to bring some other people together to bring us closer to others to bring us far also from others. And uh, this is something particular, peculiar, contradictory perhaps. We talk to represent something that could bring us together, but we don't know if we will manage it. We actually just bring something into the real. We manifest something through our expressions. But the way that expressions go, well, that is something that we could never predict. This is a pity perhaps we can never know precisely where our words go. Can I know it now? Can I know that my words are reaching you, Eurydice, that you are listening and you are having the effect that my words are transmitting through the microphone? No, I cannot know it. I just wish to know it back, maybe, but perhaps I have just bored you again. And so this is the way that the spell can be broken, perhaps, with another song, this time by Joy Division.
lot of you that are familiar with Israeli Vision will have recognized that this is the most commercial song that they have ever that they have ever produced. And yet there is some power, in my opinion, in this song that has not been replicated in any other song. Uh, Joy Division have been a band that lasted not too long, only two albums they published. Um, the one that is Closer and the one that is Unknown Pleasure. Unfortunately, later the lead singer died, Ian Cartings died, killed himself. And the band went on as, um, let me think, about New Order. Still, this song that is uh, with a video clip is an MTV song, is popular, and something really easy, really, and yet something really simple that yet gets you, gets you through and uh, somehow hurts you. And this is the idea of affect, the idea of being hit by words, by, by music. Music has something that words perhaps do not always have because. Uh, Music comes with a complete environment in itself. We heard some upbeat in the, in the music, and yet we heard some extreme sadness, some extreme sadness in the song that went down in the voice that really that made us feel in between. I cannot deny that I'm really sorry in listening to this song because it reminds me the things that perhaps I would have wanted to say to my Eurydice, the point remains perhaps that uh, the most problematic thing was that she loved me, but she could not express herself, she could not express her love to me, she didn't know how to love me. And this is a failure as Orpheus, as a voice that just wants to have other people talking around it, that could express themselves. But now, let me, let me forget the tears, the line also went down, but we are back at the dismemberment of Orpheus. And how are we back? Well, we are back with Blondie. interesting interruption. Uh, these were not blondies, of course, these were the Who from their album Tommy that came somehow to cheer me. Yes, I'm also Tommy, and this was a song, Tommy, Tommy Can You Hear Me? And 
this we know all too well, there is an important element in our program because we just want to be heard. And to be heard, not just to keep repeating ourselves, but uh, also to find something new to say, to create a new space where new things can be said. I know that it sounds contradictory, after all, it's only me talking. But you know that you can go back, listen to me again, and bring my words to somewhere else, and those words are for you only. Those are not mine anymore. You are creating the new space that I have just left for you to occupy. Plus, you can always write a Sunbridge radio if there is any song that somehow touched you and you would like to hear more from the band. You would like to hear more voices coming out of that. Well, we will discuss it. We will discuss it in the program. There will be more coming out of that anyway. And now, as I was saying before, thanking now I thank the Who for having interrupted me, for having brought some cheerfulness here, but now we are going to talk with Blondies. I'm in the phone booth, it's the one across the hall. Hanging on the telephone, these were the blondies. So this is a great metaphor, if we want, for the program that we are having, for any type of program of the radio, because we are somehow hanging on something. We are always hanging on the last words, on the new words to come. It's actually really easy for me to move from whatever we are talking about to express the words. I know it's a little bit of unfair. After all, it seems like I'm not developing any topic. I know that. <laughs> that reminds me of other things, other discussions that we had with the Euridice that I turned back coming to rescue from, from Hadis, from Hell, and somehow 
precisely because I turned back, precisely because I let myself go in another interaction, in something for which I was not yet fully satisfied, well, I lost that. I lost that completely. And in a way, my singing, my words, my, my giving the body to melodies, because this is what we are doing here, we are giving a body to melodies, is actually the way to get out of the fact that a body is completely, constantly interacting and disrupting the space around it. A body is a, the flesh, is something for which there can only be somehow interaction. A body is always apologizing with the space around it because a body is interrupting whatever there was going on before that body arrived. And so then we express ourselves to bring back that harmony. So a voice cannot be just the expression of what I am. A voice must be the bringing back of that harmony that has been lost. And this is quite an interesting idea that I would like to develop with you again next time. Please get in touch with me now, get back to this voice, find that voice in you, in writing something to the Facebook page of Soundsbrick Radio and address it to Orfeo. Orfeo will come, even just writing the name of Orfeo already, it will appear, I will be there listening to that. And from that I will come up with something else to write about, something else to talk with you in listening, because I want you to get with the idea that now the group Morphine will express properly, but this radio is somehow a
emotions here at the dismemberment of Orpheus today. Today that you are listening to it for the first time, that you are listening it again because you have realized that this is the only way to cure your pain. It can be words, my voice, your voice, your ears, whatever is happening around you and the way in which my voice is interacting to that. Maybe there is a moment in which this, post, this podcast works better. Maybe when you are on the metro, or when you are walking, or when you are working, looking at your samples, at your Ameba Testata samples. And these words will help you to realize that there are people around you that uh, are somehow helping you, that you don't have to worry for all the things that you have to do, because you will be carried away by the things that happen around you. You just have to interact, to feel the interaction, and to answer back, to express yourself in the desire of the next interaction that will bring you closer to the people that you like, to the people that you wish were closer to you, and also to bring you closer to the person that you wish you could be. So, Eurydice, I'm so glad that I can give you the gift of the only thing that somehow could take you close to me, and this is my voice, because my body, I'm too aware that my body and made you run away from me. It's too much. Our bodies closed. We cannot stay. But my voice will always be there, wrapping you and desiring that you can be happy. Oh 
Tears of Rage by Gene Clark. The original song is played by the band, so this was a cover. But it's a cover that I was really confident would bring me as down as I wanted to go. Because Gene Clark is one of the best voices. I love the way that he is capable of singing. He will come back. I'm quite surprised that this is the first time that I mention him, because there is an album by him that is one of the most therapeutic albums that I have ever heard. Perhaps you already know that here in the dismemberment of Orpheus, we do not run out, we do not escape from the things that frighten us. If there is a, something like silence or tears that we are trying to avoid, instead of running out, we actually plunge deeper into it. And this was the best way to bring the tears out a little bit of tears of rage, as the title of the song was, to get rid of them. They are there, I was surprised, I saw that I had run out of the things that I wanted to say to Mario Ridice, but this post podcast, this program, thanks to you, to your participation, I have come up with new words, with new sadness that I had to get rid of, and I have just done it. This is a therapeutic podcast, I cannot be anything but therapeutic, so 
It's a pity. If you have anything that works well, perhaps this is not the best podcast. But you might find out that actually in breaking the things that you know are going well, you will discover something else, something better, something different. We go for different, not better or worse. It's always different. But now that we have got deeper into the darkness of our tears, let's try to get a moment of quiet place.
Electrified. We have been listening to the Japan A Quiet Life by them. And this was a quiet life, yet really electrical, and this made us feel even better. So, where are we now? We are listening to the dismemberment of Orpheus of Sunbreak Radio, and we are hoping for a quiet life following the notes by the Japan. What is a quiet life? Well, I might tell you what it is. Everyone can think about anything of its own, but I will sum it up, because there is something funny in the way that I think as a, a dismembered voice. I cannot really properly see how I will get to a quiet life, but I can think of anyone who's going to get that quiet life. And a quiet life is the moment in which we will not have any more need for words. This is my idea of somehow the last goodbye, the epitaph, the thing that we are all working for and will be so epic that the moment in which we say that, it will be also the moment in which we don't have anything more to say. I'm working really hard for that, also because, you know, I'm only a voice. I don't have a body. What else can I say? Can I work for bringing someone together? Well, that person will never find me. I'm just a voice. I can only talk to the moment in which I will not, until the moment in which I will not have anything more to say. There will not be any more need for me to say something else. And this is a paradox. Is a paradox, especially in this podcast, where I say we will never run out of things. And yet, I just wish there would be a moment in which I will run out of words, in which I will really feel this quiet life is the place where I want to stay. But unfortunately, I think that, that it will never be, because uh, as soon as I bring something closer, as soon as I feel like I don't need any more words, there will be something else that interrupts me, something else that... Uh, somehow brings new word to be said into the things that I haven't said yet. And I will have to go for more words. I will have to go for a new desire to reach that moment when words are no more necessary. And so, paradoxically, let's follow this word. What I wish I could give you, but I can't, is my gift of silence. And at least the Blackfield have been singing about it. Just 
laughing now. I'm laughing because I cannot take fly today. My voice is stuck somehow. And every song reminds me of other sadness, of other sorrows. And this song, My Gift of, Gift of Silence by Blackfield, is a paradox, is an oxymoron, because what is the gift of silence? if not new words, and they sing it yet properly, in the way we want it to be. We could have played uh, the sound of silence, and yet we know what silence is, and it frightens us. I'm, as a voice, I'm really frightened by silence, but there is another type of, of silence that crushes me, and it is the silence of a body standing there, that talks too loud, because a body that doesn't say anything is not a body that is silent. It's a, it's a body extremely loud, that is communicating too much, is communicating for everyone that is around it, that wants to talk for it. So the gift of silence is not so much of not saying any word, but is of saying a lot, but without a body there. It is the absence of a body, the thing that makes the silence possible. And if we think about it, I am completely silent. You don't hear me. You don't hear my body. You are listening to a voice that is yours already. Somehow, I'm giving you the gift of silence. Because can you really talk to me? Am I really talking to you? This is something that will always puzzle me. In every word that I say, somehow I wish I'm talking to you. I wish I am touching you but I will not know how I have been touching you. I don't know how I have moved you. I might find out that some Euridice will come to me and will say, yes, that thing I have been listening and that I remember. But where, where will I be then? Will I still be the voice that spoke those words? I will not know it. I will be touched and I will be another Orpheus. Maybe I will become an Euridice. Maybe I will find out finally the things that I kept doing wrong the pain that my words bring, while what they just want to do is to bring silence, is to bring peace. And there will be maybe peace in the end, and so just listen to them.
I think we can come back. These were the fo foddering guy with peace in the end. And this is the end. This is somehow my note for you of a goodbye. A written note left on the table that says goodbye and the body that wrote it is absent, is not there anymore. It has never been there, my body. I have always said words to you that you kept recording, that you kept listening and going on your own way. My body has never been there, so my body was always saying goodbye. It was already a goodbye. And yet the absence of the body is not a proper silence because it's just the absence of the desire to say more. But there are words that still one wants to say, and one has to say them somewhere else, because what one... We run out not of words, but of the desire to say them. We know that maybe they will not make any more difference. And if they do, it will be just for new misunderstanding. And it is that the moment in which the body leaves, the body goes away, and then we say goodbye. We leave a note, a goodbye, a note with nothing written on it, because we are just afraid that if there was a chance to say more, we would not know where else we could go. We just want to take our position, our stand, and maybe think, this time I really don't want to hurt anyone else.